check, 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 one, check, uh, check. Go get some, check. uh, check, check. Go get some, uh, more, a little more vibrato. What did uh, they say? What would they say? Sound checks back in the day when you go to, like, concerts? Yeah, like, the guy in the mic would be like, cherry pie! Oh, yeah, they would always say, like, some, like, goofy bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just trying to, I was trying to, uh, channel a little bit of, like, the performative mic check when you're, like, listening to, like, a, a song and, like, Eminem's like, can I get a little more, uh, like, on the song? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, uh, the beginning of, uh, Limp Bizkit's Nookie when he's like, check, check, one, two. Yes, uh, yes. I came into this world as a... As a anime fan, As welcome a... to Why People Like Anime, <laughs> uh, anime podcast for fans of Limp Biscuit, and also and everyone else. As and well. everyone else, <laughs> we're this is a Limp Biscuit safe zone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is a Limp Biscuit household. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're, we're... I feel like every week you under uncover a little bit more, more and more about both of us. <laughs> I hope so. Last week it was the obscure music references. What did I make any? We were just talking about um, like Gougeway and Code Orange. I don't think that was. Eh, maybe, maybe for some people. For some people, that would be an obscure music reference. Those those bands seem like uh, that's like talking about like uh, like Marilyn Manson or something to me. Yeah, but it's also like I think Twin Peaks is a particular show that people either like, especially people our age, like that weren't alive when it was on the air. Yeah. You have to be a particular kind of person to seek it out, I think. I remember, uh... And, and watch it all and enjoy it. <laughs> I remember, I forget who invited us. We went to that fucking Doctor Who bar, and, like, someone's friend was there, and she was like, oh, I don't like Twin Peaks. I just, like, none of the characters really, like, resonate with me personally. And I remember, like, I was, like, about to have, like, an aneurysm. <laughs> like, I, I don't think I... You were like, wow, I really can't possibly explain to you how wrong you are because there's, like, live jazz music playing or something. Yeah, yeah, there's some, like, weird band. Oh, man. Remember that, that, that Yeah, that was a weird memory to pull out of the bank. Well, like, well I, was thinking of, I was thinking of the only people I know that have, like, actively said, like, yeah, I'm not really into Twin Peaks, and it was her. That, that bitch. <laughs> that woman. That, uh, that girl. And uh, Joe Chat, my tattoo artist. Oh, really? Yeah. What was like, his excuse? He was just like, ah, I don't really, I don't, I'm not a big fan of it, to be honest. I love that you described him as your tattoo artist. My personal <laughs> tattoo artist. <laughs> because, I like, maybe you've got, like, two of, like, 26 tattoos. He's at, uh, he's at three. Okay. So, three of, three of 20. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out Joe Chat for... For keeping it doing real. good work, but uh, but yeah, not liking Twin Peaks, <laughs> not liking Twin Peaks. I'm John, oh, yeah, no, I remember now, yeah, because the, the theme <laughs> because came the on, the theme came on, and he was like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize, yeah, it was all like, I don't know, there's... it was strange to be sitting in a tattoo parlor and like having the Twin Peaks soundtrack suddenly like come on over, <laughs> yeah, over the speakers. Uh, I'm John, that's Julie sitting across from me, <laughs> is that uh, hello, hi. Sorry, we've we've changed our setup. The microphone looks like it's like a like a flower, like a like a petal, or like <laughs> oh, we've switched what's the feeler? from we've switched from like microphone in like a pillow cave to microphone in like a pillow bed, <laughs> yeah. so that we can like sit across from each other and look at each other when we talk. Yeah, because I kept I don't know if you could tell you probably I mean it's hard to tell if you're just listening, but I would always 
turn back to look at John and not face the microphone. Now we can do both. Yeah, Jul- I can look at you and and talk at the same time. Julie thought the energy in our uh, Madoka Magic episode was pretty low. So, it was a little low. So we had to make some adjustments to our uh, our speaking arrangement, yeah. our seating arrangement. I should so, say. So that's podcast news. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know I know everyone wants to hear the, the nitty gritty of uh, the podcast. Yeah. What did we watch this week, John? Uh, well, this <laughs> week we watched another magical girl anime, Kiki's Delivery Service. I would not describe this as a magical <laughs> yeah, girl anime just... at all. I, I, I'm trying to find like the the worst descript, like like the sort of descriptor for it, like calling like someone calling like Daft Punk like dubstep, right? It's like uh, it's what? not. <laughs> Yeah. No, we watched Kiki's Delivery Service are... They said it would never happen. They said we would never watch <laughs> would a Miyazaki film. A Studio Ghibli. A Studio Ghibli film. Ghibli. More like Ghibli. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, as, yeah. John's, I can tell, John's lukewarm on this one. I'm not! I'm, uh... You're not, certainly like not as stoked as you've been about you. I feel like you were more stoked on Mirai than you were on on this one. And they feel very totally similar to me. Uh, I don't. It was. Uh, I I feel. I, I so I guess we should we should backtrack. Uh, I for for anyone who is you know this is your first episode or whatever. I I think in past episodes I've been sort of like gleefully shitty about Miyazaki movies. Yeah. Like I I feel like I've been You've enjoyed it. I've been purposefully like antagonistic about it. Uh not because like I I don't think I actually dislike Miyazaki. I just like don't I don't know. It's like You just love to hate. Oh uh, yeah, I mean I I'm, I'm, I'm driven by being a hater, but like I I I just have like I think it's I think A it's a part of like contrarian brain where like Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's like talking to people who are like excited about like the super mario games mm. like yeah they're good but like i don't know <laughs> fucking so what <laughs> like, yeah you're like what do i gain from from playing this game yeah i mean it's like they're they're like all really good games but like <laughs> not to get too in the weeds but like if you're a kid who grew up playing primarily sonic the hedgehog games mm-hmm. i think that shifts you in a in a very specific way and that's you yeah, I think it makes you like a, a fucking weirdo because you played like a lot of different like games of varying quality and you sort of stick by something. Whereas if you're just like sticking to Mario games, you, your life is good. Yeah. Your life's on easy street. You have, you've had no problems in your life if you only play Mario <laughs> games. You've never had any kind of... Johnny Zero or 100. <laughs> there is no 99. There's no 50. Um... But yeah, like I don't, I don't dislike Miyazaki movies. It's just like I don't know. Which I, ones have you seen again? I've only I've seen not counting this one. Not counting this one, I've seen Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle. Like maybe half of Howl's Moving Castle. Part of it might be that like as a kid, I wanted to get Spirited Away on DVD pretty bad. Okay. In fifth grade, but like I think it was like thirty dollars or something. So like my parents would never like let me get it. Damn. So I I think that might might be part of it where I'm like sort of like low key resentful. <laughs> You're resentful because you didn't get the the DVD when yeah when it was when it was time. Yeah, no, I mean I'll, I'll say that like watching Spirited Away at school like felt like a treat. Like right. anytime anytime someone brought it in to watch, like it felt like I was like yeah, like hell, sweet. So you you like that one? I feel like Kiki's Delivery Service is uh 
not super representational of what people think of as like Miyazaki movies. Yeah. It I feel like it it is kind of an outlier. I will also say that it's probably my favorite Miyazaki movie. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I I haven't told you that because I didn't want to like cloud your thoughts about it going into it. Yeah. But I I have a very specific like thought process behind it. It also like I don't remember exactly when I watched it, but I remember it was very impactful right when I watched it. I was totally into it, like, the whole time. Like, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. Really? Yeah. Which is very different than what I have been saying about, like, being at sleepovers and having it, like, lull you to sleep. and Yeah. And and honestly, like, what a great movie to fall asleep to. Let's just, let's just be honest. Even, like, Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle. It's, like... Beautiful, like, scenery and, like, really beautiful music. Yeah, no, like, looked, of course you fall asleep. No, the movie looked <laughs> amazing. Sleepy. It was like, uh, you know, the setting was awesome. Like, the the animation was really pretty. Like, it all looked really good. Yeah, this, this one's just very light on, like, magical elements. This one's almost purposefully downplayed on the magical elements. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, and it's kind of funny when it does that, too, because mm. it's like, I do appreciate that there's, like, very, like, limited world building and sort of, like, it sort of just wants you to, like, kind of, you know, think for yourself of, like, how. And and I believe that, I didn't do much research, but I, I think that this is based off of, like, uh, either a book or, like, a manga. And there's, like, a bunch of them in the series. And this is maybe just, like, the first one or couple. Hmm. Um, I mean, it makes sense. It does sort of just, like, end, like... There is, like, a conflict at the end, but it's pretty light, and like it the, just sort of resolves. And It's, like, ends. one of the only conflicts at the end, really. Yeah. It's very just world-building and character. I thought you would like it, because it's got this, like, follow-a-character feeling to it, like, kind of wherever they go. I, I think that that's probably the part I liked about it, was just, uh, you just kind of meet a bunch of different characters, and you kind of hang out, and it's all very, uh... There might be a few reasons, like, why I didn't have, like, a, a glowing reaction to it, I guess. I think one might be just kind of coming down from the high that was uh, End of Evangelion, which was... Yeah, like a polar opposite to this. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something, and I, I don't, I mean, absolutely no offense by it. I mean, absolutely no, I absolutely mean nothing malicious or, like, backhanded or anything, or, like, anything negative by this. This is... 100% all in surface reality. This is like the most surface reality you could probably have a plot. And so that in opposition to even Galleon where it's like... <laughs> Which was like you got going it. underwater for you got, like an hour. <laughs> yeah, you just got to fucking lean back and just, just kind of let everything wash over you. Yeah, it is like starkly contrasted by the movie we just watched. Because uh, if you remember last week, we're doing kind of like back-to-back recordings yeah. Uh, so we watched End of Evangelion two days ago. <laughs> right. And we watched Kiki's Delivery Service yesterday. Realistically, we should have done Kiki's Delivery Service and then End of Evangelion. Yeah, that's true. But no, I mean, so I think that was part of it. Like, I think there's, there's not really much that isn't in the movie. There's like, there's little hints of stuff, like little hints of like themes and everything. But it's like, you know, I mean, it's the classic, like, fucking what Odyssean story structure where like the hero leaves town to go grow their skills and deal with different trials and tribulations and then they you know they get past their flaws or whatever and they get stronger and then they either return home or they find their new home 
Well, let's recap the movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's recap, because that's, that's maybe a good recap, but I think there's very specific things that well, that's, touched me differently. <laughs> well, that, that's like the most, like, like that's like the story structure, and it's obviously like, there's specific things in there that I think are like touching and, and good and stuff, so should, you want me to recap it? Sure. <laughs> this is a world where witches exist. This girl turned 13. Kiki. Kiki. Uh, and her cat. And her cat. Gigi. 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 Uh, our friends. <laughs> That's for you, Tiffany and, and Nikki. <laughs> our, our good friends, Tiffany and Nikki, both have a cat named Gigi, who, until watching this, I didn't realize it was named after the movie. The movie cat. I was just like, ah, oh, that's a pretty good name. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Still a black cat. I mean, I named a cat after a, a, a scene core singer, so I'm not. <laughs> same, I'm, same. Potatoes, potatoes. Potatoes, potatoes. Kiki is a witch who turned 13, so she has to go hone her, like, witch skills. Just to go move to a town to sort of learn how to be a witch. Yep. Takes off, says goodbye to goodbye to dad, goodbye to mom. Flies, encounters another witch, which we'll get back to. <laughs> Caesar Town, which is very beautiful, like kind of a... Seaside town. It's a seaside town that's, you know, it's like a... Is the word portmanteau? I think that's just for words. But like, it's like an amalgamation of like, you know, kind of French architecture. There's like German stuff. Mm. The town, I, I feel like the town was my favorite part just because it looked really great. And it was <laughs> like, I just want to, want to live in this city, you know, like I think <laughs> I they, so. um, she moves there, sort of tries to figure out like what to do for work, right? Tries to figure out like, oh, she also sucks at flying, which uh, is like the kind of like the big thing she has to kind of get over. And so yeah, she's a witch. She's supposed to go to a town because she's on her year 13th birthday as a witch. You go out into the world to like hone your skills. Yeah, and so she finds, like, a bakery owner, offers to, like, uh, I don't know, sorry, a delivery service, basically. Or she encourages, she, like, the bakery owner, like, lets her stay over. Yeah, she needs a place to stay. The town has never seen witches. Oh, right, she, she like, brings something back to some guy who, like, dropped, like, some keys or something. Uh, baby with a pacifier. Baby with a pacifier. I don't know why I said keys. Uh, <laughs> baby with a pacifier, which impresses the bakery lady. The bakery lady says, that's, like, a good idea. You Like, it would be nice to have you around. Yeah. And so um, she opens a delivery service and gets to meet a bunch of different people. She meets an old lady. She meets a woman who gives a, a little cat figurine to her nephew. Which looks exactly like Gigi. Yeah, which looks exactly like Gigi. She has a lot of trouble, like, getting things done. Meanwhile, there's this kid who is fascinated with her because she can fly and he's been trying to build a flying machine. Yeah. And it's all about like her little interactions with these people in the town. Her growing up and getting confidence in herself and just learning. Yeah. There's also a, uh, the third person would be, there's this like artist in the woods who's uh, also interested in her and. Hangs out with <coughs> the birds. Is like a painter. Yeah, it hangs out with the birds and is like a painter. Sort of becomes like a big sister figure to her later. Yeah, Kiki, Kiki, when she drops this little figurine that she's delivering, she runs into this woman like in the woods that has the figurine and she kind of promises to come back. And this this woman like shows up later on to to help Kiki because the, the big sort of issue is that Kiki loses her powers at some point. She can't communicate with her cat. Yeah. She can't fly anymore. And she kind of loses all of her passion for her witchcraft. 
She loses confidence in herself. Yeah. And she has to go out into the woods and see this woman. And then at the end, the the kid, who I can't remember his name. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> the, one, <laughs> the one episode we, like, don't prep character names is the one we need. It's like, ah, it's like Kiki, Gigi, uh, everyone else. And the other guy. <laughs> that kid. It, yeah, the kid is, like, stuck on a blimp. And she has to, like... Dirigible. Dirigible, yeah. The spirit of St. Louis or something. Yeah. And she gets her power back to to save him. And that's that's the that's the whole movie. Yep. But can I tell you why I like it? Yeah. I, I sort of see it more as kind of like... I don't know if allegory is the right word, but sort of like how you tell a story about something, but you just change one thing in it and it's like completely different. Like, I feel like this is about like artists and I think I saw this at like a particular point where I was like going to school for art, like leaving home to pursue my art and pursue like an art degree. And it's just sort of like, if you switch out Kiki's ability to fly and like, that's her one thing that she has with like, I don't know, her ability to like draw or something like that. Then it's like, (laughs) <laughs> then it's like it, it still all works as yeah. sort of this like story about being an artist that's probably why i like it so much because she goes on this so there's like a specific bit where somebody pays her for her for her ability to fly and she like discredit she's like this much really and it's just like this whole thing about like how do you value your art like how do you value your gift or whatever right and also just, like, when she she goes to this old woman to deliver this pie, and she puts in all of this work with this woman to to finish the gift, and they're all, like, so enamored with her, and then she flies through a storm and, like, misses her party to deliver to this, like, ungrateful teen. Yeah. That's, like, also, like, her age. Doesn't see the value of art. Yeah, well, yeah, it's kind of like, I, I, well, for me, it was like, how many times have I put so much effort into something that, like, nobody even notices or whatever? Yeah. Or, like, you spend, like, all day working at something, (laughs) or, like, at a job or something like that, you, you work for, like, 12 hours, and just, like, she flies home and, like, crawls right into bed, and, and I I was just like, yeah. Yeah, sometimes you you put like a lot of passion into some something that like nobody appreciates and and nobody uh, nobody even looks at. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I can like keep going. Like uh, her when she loses her ability, it's kind of like she turned her flying or her art in this case in this direct one to one analogy <laughs> into her job, and she lost the ability to do it. <laughs> Uh, she lost her magic, and the only way for her to regain her magic was to, like, basically, like, go do some self-care and, you know, try to think about why she was doing it in the first place. Yeah. And then also, just to, like, really round out this uh, this analogy, the kid that is so enamored with her puts so much value into her ability, and he wants it because he builds a flying machine but he sees more value in her her abilities than she does, which is also like very in line with with like how artists view their work. 
they don't see it as like this like incredible gift or whatever yeah. this incredible like ability like the the ability to draw right some people are just think that's amazing and they want to be able to do it and they they practice and they try to do it but some people just have this like this like innate ability to do something so yeah i saw this at a very like <laughs> i didn't know you had this many like poignant time in my yeah. life and it just really like clicks into place i'm not, i know i'm not like the first person to make this connection to like i've i think this is like kind of what he was going for with it right it was like the it's like what the it's all an allegory for yeah yeah but no, it's, it's such like a stripped down story but it's such like a good one-to-one yeah uh, like i don't example for it and like watching it back that way yeah. thinking about it that way is is uh definitely enjoyable yeah yeah, no, I mean, I don't think uh, I don't think a story needs to be like overly complicated or anything to be good. Yeah, you know, and I think uh, it accomplishes it pretty well. You know, I don't know. There's just little moments, like when she's in the woods with the the actual painter in the story, where she's just like, she's just like, I never thought about like why I was doing this. She was just like following, because, like because it was what she was supposed to do, and. I don't know. There's just like little moments where like a little one-liner will be like, be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. touches me in, in in my heart space. Yeah. So, no, I mean the 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 girl in the woods definitely seemed like kind of like the most like uh, I guess interesting character. Or at least like there's a lot kind of going on under the surface. I think that the art thing definitely kind of made me. I think when it came to her character, sort of want to kind of dig deeper. You know, I mean, yeah, like what she says is probably like the most like kind of. You know, I, I'm glad that it's not it's not a very like moralizing movie. Like it doesn't like tell right. you, just kind of presents it as such, and you can kind of take what you want from it. Yeah. And the closest it kind of comes to that is probably that character just sort of talking about their art process. Yeah, and like obviously I equated to like creativity and making art, but like I feel like it it applies to anybody who's like got a skill. Which probably I think it's just I think this is like why people resonate with her character so much and. And uh, it's the human experience, yeah, especially just like selling yourself and right, you know, turning yourself into the product or whatever, yeah, and making human connections with the people that matter, you know, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. And also, there's like this point where they're like, Are you sure it's like not her? Her parents are like, Are you sure it's not too soon for you to go? And they're like, well, you can always come back or whatever. She's like, I can't come back. Like, I'd be, like, disgraced. Like, that's so disgraceful. Yeah. It's kind of like the idea of, like, I'm going to move to New York to pursue my art. And your mom being like, no, you can move <laughs> well, back anytime you, you want. You can always if it's come not working home. out for you. Yeah, you can always come home. The art home. thing isn't happening. And you're like, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that would mean that I failed <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Just, like, that mentality is, like, also in, in Kiki. Yeah. What a pure character, too. Yeah. Sorry. Did I just, like, blow your mind or something? <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's... It all makes sense. I think it's, like, a good... It just works for me or whatever. It's a good read of it. No, I mean, yeah, that's it's cool. Yeah. And the, it's just funny that this was... This is the Miyazaki movie that, like, I, I remember liking so much. And also, this movie's so, uh, like cute but like in a clever way like like the funny mo moments all kind of are short they're not it's not like haha here's a joke it's just like a little like cute funny moment yeah it happens pretty quick and it just sort of yeah i know i appreciate it, it wasn't a i i definitely i guess like while watching it like I, I i never felt like uh like i saw something before in the movie 
you know, it, it seemed like everything was pretty, you know, original or at least like had an interesting take on it. Like it didn't seem like, uh, I mean, I guess that's like, <laughs> that's like his whole thing. It's just like, uh, like not simple, not just doing like anime tropes and shit, just trying to, no, I mean, he seems like somebody who's like really interested in, I guess, sort of melding together a bunch of different, you know, story frames and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of briefly looking back at like his like you know history as an animator and stuff, and obviously like you know really kind of grounded in like kids media, but kind of taking this in a different direction. Yeah, th- this movie especially, and I think his other movies too, sort of feel like kids movies that like for adults too or whatever. I mean, they like, feel like very in like that Disney vein. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think that's like the fucking reason why people like his stuff so much is like it, it feels. It's like the most analogous or has like the biggest analog to like, you know, the biggest American animation, which is like Disney movies. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like a lot of, a lot of metaphor in like Hercules or something or, mm-hmm. you know, like the little mermaid and stuff. So it's like, you know, I think he, I think he has like the same mindset or, you know, creativity as like, you know, the writers behind a lot of those Disney movies and stuff. And, and it obviously makes sense like why, you know, Disney decided to like just, you know, be the distributor on all of his stuff basically. <laughs> They were like, we get it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I didn't read too much into, like, the, uh, you know, his, his sort of arrival in America or whatever. I, I'm assuming it was probably, like, this is, like, one of, like, the first ones, at least. I mean, it got... Oh, yeah, this this one's also 1984? Yeah, then I think, it, I think it came to America in, like, 98. Okay, yeah. I mean, because it, it makes sense because it's, like, you know, you have... You have Kirsten Dunst and uh, <laughs> Phil Hartman as, like, voice actors. Right. Which is, like... <laughs> You know, they were both very hot at the time and very, uh, she was in a bunch of stuff and he was also, you know, in a bunch of stuff before tragically getting killed. Yeah. Also, they were both in Small Soldiers together, right? Yeah, that was like their movie right after this, which is fucking weird. (laughs) Just the strange connections. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Voice acting is good. I I kept thinking that whenever the birds would caw, like the ravens or whatever, it it sounded like they didn't get like an actual bird to do it. It sounded like they got like a A human human to make a bird noise. Yeah. Which is kind of That's a way to do it, right? Yeah. Just like a a human like screaming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's like, it's, it's cool enough. For a kid to watch it, I mean, this does feel like a little dated because it, it, it is dated at this point, but it's it's just like the animation style is pretty enough for like a kid to be like enamored by it, but also for like an adult to like appreciate it and like feel that story or whatever. I think if I was a kid, I would think this was pretty boring. I feel yeah. like, I feel like uh... a kid in 1984 though. Yeah, because you had fucking, oh, in 84. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, I don't know. I'd probably be watching, like, Transformers. <laughs> no, but, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know you how I You keep saying would... you like it, but you keep the act, like, saying things that you, you thought it was kind of boring or whatever. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how I would have taken it as, a, as like, a little kid. I mean, I, I guess I would have liked it, because, like, what, my favorite movie is, like, Lion King? Mm-hmm. Which is, like... Right up this alley. You know? I don't know. It's like there's the cute little cat. There's this like witch doing like a simple adventure. Maybe, maybe we're thinking of like different age groups or something. Yeah, like what? What kind of like how old do you think? I don't know. Like I like what's like right after a toddler. So like a six year old. Yeah, sure. Like f- first to third grade. <laughs> okay. I'm sure like they would watch it and 
and think it's cute and like like the characters and I don't, I don't dress know, up. I don't know if it has the endorphin rush of uh, like a Digimon. No, it certainly <laughs> does not. This is this is different pacing, okay? If you never watched Digimon, you might like this. <laughs> yeah. I thought you would like this. I liked it. I, I don't know. I don't know. What it what I mean, I feel like well, I already know, but I know you've put it low on your list, like in the lower half. Of of things we've watched so of far. Things we've watched so far. Yeah, I guess so. Did how do you feel like it compares to the other Miyazaki? I know we this is the first one we've watched, but I mean like I can I can definitely see like sort of some of the moving parts at least when it comes to Spirited Away. I mean if if nothing else, like I think that he's you know Ghibli's really good at the settings, mm-hmm. you know. Like that's a that's a very impressive thing. <laughs> I think. I don't. I don't know you why. Don't, okay, you don't have to like it. I don't know why. I don't know why everything I'm saying like sounds like like a like um secretly. <laughs> it sounds like it's it just to me. It sounds like you're like I. I didn't realize Julie really liked this so much. I'm gonna. <laughs> Not shit on it so hard. I don't know. I I just like I didn't have that. I didn't have that reaction that you did. Like I can. I saw that. I saw that sort of unfolding and like the idea of you know, getting like trying to hone something. But it just. I don't know. I doesn't. I'm not affected by that. I guess. Yeah. It it just. It just made me think of things that have happened like in my life. Nothing like specifics that that comes to mind, but. You know, especially just, like, watching her, just, like, with pure heart and intention, try to try to use her gifts to, to help people and, and have it go so poorly. And maybe it's because I'm, like, a <laughs> kind of a softie <laughs> when it comes to this stuff. But I really like her as a character. I think she's really dear. I, and honestly, I would watch more of, like, her adventures or whatever. You'd watch, so. like, a, like, a kiki TV show? Probably. Yeah. It'd probably be really cute and fun and... Yeah, I mean, I... I I'd to, like, meet different characters. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the... I really don't know, like, what the disconnect is, because it has, like, things that I think I'd like, but, like, just something didn't... It might it might literally be because we just watched End of Evangelion. I guess and, like... so. <laughs> it, it might just be, like, my my brain is, like, unable to, like, overcome, like, the, the hump of, like... <laughs> contrarianism i thought you would like this because you like those shows or the what's that movie that is kind of animated but you just sort of like follow somebody from like one conversation to the next oh waking life yeah i thought you would like this because you like waking life but you kind of have to be in like the right like mental focus capacity to like watching a movie to have any sort of appreciation for it, I'm I'm like really I don't know I'm worried everything I'm I'm gonna say is like just shitty I don't know. You can be shitty about it. <laughs> this is the safe space, babe. It was like I didn't it didn't fully register to me that like this movie was sort of in the same vein of like movies like that just because the characters were sort of they didn't really do much for me I guess I don't know it just it just spends a lot of time with like characters that are just kind of cute I guess and like they sort of. You know, the the grandmas are, like, that was, like, a nice touch. You know, like, when, when they make the cake like that, you know, it made me, made me emotional. Mm-hmm. You know, because that was really cute. Yeah, and when she goes back to see that grandma again. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, like, a nice moment, but, like, I didn't really... I'm just, like, or I don't want to bum you out or anything. No, like, I, I no you're not <laughs> bumming me out. I'm just thinking about you're that like, scene. You're, like, and, frowning. Like, <laughs> no, I'm thinking about that scene because it's so touching that she, like, invites her back and it's, like... You know what? Like, there are going to be some people that really appreciate you. See, I'm even like, 
Yeah. <laughs> there are going to be people that really appreciate you, really love what you do, and those are the people that matter because those are the people that are going to, you know, want to bake you your, your herring pie or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't there, know. There's also just this thing about, she's like always like kind of comparing herself to these like wealthy kids that like don't work too. And like, she's always like, oh, I don't have enough money for like to get like a, a new dress. Like I hate this like dress. Like I, and she literally like, thinks that she doesn't, like, belong with them, too, because she, like, gets invited to the party, and they, like, invite her over to go on the blimp, but she just, like, doesn't think she's, like, good enough to, like, hang out with them. Yeah. Or that they're just, like, judging her because she's, like, a working girl or something. I think she wants to go to the party, but she just, like, doesn't make it back in time, or... Yeah, she gets caught in the rain after she delivers the pie to the ungrateful teen i thought that teen was i thought that was gonna be the party yeah that would have been good <laughs> fucking what's his name shows up like whoa you're all wet <laughs> but luckily wasn't like didn't do anything corny like no. that would have been that would have been stupid too much yeah no she was invited to some other party but she, because she was flying through the rain to deliver this, this parcel on time her clothes were all soaked so she was just and she was just bummed about the whole day yeah. <laughs> so she didn't want to go see people. Yeah. It's just like that that shit can affect you like when when you work so hard on something to have it be like thrown away or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to yeah. be like so discredited. I guess like I just don't have like a either I've already like kind of internalized that to some extent like I don't know like I can I can accept that you know I can work really hard on something and no one will give a shit. Mm-hmm. I think I've just accepted that about anything I do. Yeah, maybe. And I... This movie, this, you don't think about it the way that the movie's, like, portraying it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I had, like, a... I don't think I had any, like, real support structures. So, like, I had to figure a lot of this shit out for myself, you, you know? Mean, like, with, like, writing, or...? Yeah, like, with writing and, and, and all of that, you know? It was, like, you know... But you a, had your English teacher in high school. Yeah, like, that was, like, probably the only the only real person who was... That was of, your grandma. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no, exactly, like... Yeah, I mean, so, like, I've had, you know, but I never had anyone to, like, look up to in terms of, like, here's a person who made it as, like, a writer, you know? Maybe, like... She doesn't have anybody to look up to. Well, she has, like, you know, she has, like, the, the artist to look up to in terms of, like, determination or whatever, or, like, at least in when it comes to, like, life stuff. Yeah, like, somebody that's, like, using their gifts and not, like, still enjoying it, Well, I guess. someone who believes in themselves and, you know, the, the girl's, like, really into the art and, you know, said... You know, she's she's talking about her art at a time when, uh, you know, Kihi's very unsure of her magic. You know, I think that was... Right. Like, that's kind of the the comparison there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know. There's not, like, tons to talk about with this movie, but that's, the music that, was, that good. was my... Yeah, I, I think the music is good in all of Miyazaki's movies. I think I remember the Spirited Away music. It's, it's all very similar, I think. <laughs> in my memory, it's all very similar. <laughs> it's all very magic-y and... Do you think this was anime? Uh, I mean, I think this falls into, like, the Japanese animation side closer than, like, the, the classic anime side. It's not like a capital A anime. It's not like capital A anime, but it is, like, come, it is in, in the family, you know? This is a 
This is a cousin. This qualifies as <laughs> Japanese anime, yeah. A second cousin. I mean, yeah, it's really well done, but it's in that style that's, like, more realistic than... If anything, yeah, it's it's closer to, like, Mirai or... It's like Mirai and Violet Evergarden together. <laughs> well, like, that's it's in that sort of animation style vein. Yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine that... I mean, I guess it's pretty obvious that Miyazaki would rather probably do something like, uh, you know, like Fantasia than fucking Gundam. <laughs> you know, I, I think when I was, like, trying to discover, like, my identity in terms of, like, stuff I liked or whatever, and I was trying to figure out what anime I liked, mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I think that because Murakami's, or because Miyazaki's stuff felt so similar to, like, the Disney stuff that I, I sort of felt like I was kind of beyond, I just totally... I totally didn't want to engage with it, I guess, when I was, like, a teenager. Hmm. I, I don't know. Like, it wasn't... It just it just seemed, like, easy, I guess, or something. I don't know. Like, I don't I don't know why I have this, such, like, this fucking <laughs> complex over it, you know? Like, it's yeah. like, like a cute little movie, and it was, like, you know... I don't know. It's just, I'm also, like, the kind of person where it's, like, you feel the way you feel, you know? Yeah. Like, you don't have to justify to somebody why something... It, like, you're not... It's, like... It's like when somebody's like, oh, I don't like that song. And you're like, how do you not like that song? It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, dude. I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just, uh, I'm sure we watched, like, Spirited Away, I'd like it. You know, because I think that. Yeah. How long do you think it's been since you've watched Spirited Away? Uh, f- Since freshman year of Pratt. Okay. So, good chunk of time. Coming up on 10 years. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't revisited any of Mizaki's stuff in quite quite a while, but I do think I want to save the Spirited Away, save the Howl's Moving Castle for some sort of milestone with the podcast. I mean, I like, uh, I like Graveyard of the Fireflies. That's like one of the early Ghibli ones, mm-hmm. if not the first one. And I don't think that's like a... I don't think Miyazaki did that one, but I think it's like within the studio and stuff. Right, in Ghibli. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen that one. But, yeah, I like this one. It's it's definitely kind of like an out, outlier in, like, classic Miyazaki stuff. Be- is... Because, like, it's very, like, it's a witch. She's got a magic cat. That's it. <laughs> there's no dust sprites. There's no walking buildings. Like, I feel like that's where people go with. There's no, like, giant ghouls and... And ghosts and magic trains, you know. It feels like pared down. I mean, it feels like it's like just like magical enough, you know. Like I, uh, I don't think I really care about most of that stuff to be honest. Like I think it's. But I think that's why people like Miyazaki stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, they for want sure. those fantasy elements. Yeah, people like the the, the big witch with the nose. Right. It's sure. Like a, <laughs> or whatever, or the the bird kid. Yeah. Um, the bird guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see how I react to it, like, now that I'm older or whatever. Yeah. Um, to see if I still have this sort of, like, okay, whatever kind of attitude about it or... I don't know. I also yeah. feel like because we talk about the, the, the anime on the podcast, then that makes me want to, like, find the good a little bit more than if I was just, like, casually watching something with you. Yeah, no, I mean, I, uh... I don't want to like mit like un like misrepresent how I feel about the movie because I I'd say I liked it mm-hmm. like I didn't have like a neg- I don't think I had like a negative reaction to it. It's not a bad movie. I was I was whelmed by it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't it wasn't underwhelming or overwhelming. I think it's great. 
I think yeah, it was. I think people should watch it. Yeah, that's, no, that's I, my like. Yeah. Attitude. No, I, I yeah, I, I would agree. I, uh, I'll probably watch it again if, if that means anything. Yeah, that 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 does count for something. Uh, just because, like I, I swear to God, like I, I don't mean for everything for me to say be like a like a backhanded thing. I listen. This is the thing. I just don't think that this movie for you is like your like go to media you know what i mean yeah i'm, I'm just too wrapped up in edgelord shit well not even that just like you have like interests that are like beyond this like it's not to say that this is bad it's just like yeah <laughs> it just goes back to like you don't have to like everything your threshold for the things you like is pretty big and this lands on the threshold but there's things that you really like and this does not really like cross over into that yeah yeah which is fine <laughs> i like the way that food looks in the movie well, yeah, food looks good in, in Miyazaki movies. That's another reason why people like Miyazaki movies. Because of the food? Because the food looks like yeah. good enough to eat. You'll see in the other movies. I mean, I yeah. remember this specifically. <laughs> I thought, I, I think, uh, I think every time I saw Spirit Away, I would try and get my parents to, like, go get, uh, like, pork buns. Nice. <laughs> yeah. She's the big pork bun. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to throw the question out. What, what's, uh, what are your guys's favorite Miyazaki movies. Yeah, let's hear it. Email us at why do people like anime or hit us up on Instagram at why do people like anime. Tell us what Miyazaki movie is your favorite and why and maybe we'll watch it next time. And tell me why I'm like a broke-brained idiot for not seeing the beauty of this. Uh... I feel like people kind of have a gauge on like what you like now. So if there's a specific an- uh, Miyazaki movie that you think John would like and crash over into the very good threshold. Also, let us know what your recommendations are for that. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to. I bet it's probably Howl's Moving Castle. You think? Probably. I like yeah, ma- I think that 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 I, might be it for you. Right? I like I like machinery. I haven't seen I haven't seen My Neighbor Totoro or there's a couple others that I haven't seen. I've seen Ponyo though. Really? Yeah. I don't remember a thing about it, but like I know a, I've seen it. She's like a jellyfish or something? It's, I think she's a fish. Oh. It's a fish. I'd probably like Totoro, I think, just based on, like, I don't know. It's like a good design. Yeah, I kind of want to watch that one next, but I, I would like to see what if anybody else has any recommendations as yeah. to what to follow up. <laughs> Especially if you're a Miyazaki head. <laughs> yeah. I don't like being a contrarian, you know? I don't like, uh... It's not something I'm, like, stoked about or, like, something I actively like doing you're just critical i I don't think that's bad you know what i mean it's just like there's just something in my brain that just makes me like if if people hype something up i'm just like in the other direction i i think it's good to question things that everyone likes though yeah i I can't yeah because i I guess so if nobody's questioning it then we just like all agree that something's good and and we don't nobody knows why it's good you know yeah i can't shake hype off of something It, it, it takes me a while to get like I feel like hype makes things harder to like, though. Well, I, I think a lot of people see something that's hyped up and they want to feel a part of it. Right. Right? Like, you know, that's, I think that's why, like, that's why most TV shows pick up. Like, that's why... It, for me, it's like, you know, if, so, if like if someone whose, like, tastes I, like, respect or like, like, tells me, like, watch something, then okay. I'll, I'll usually do it. Yeah. Um, Like, it'll usually be, like, a, you know, like a, like a go-to. And, you know, like, I've... I think a lot of my anime picks have sort of lined up with that, you know, but, but yeah, like if it's, if it's like the, the masses or whatever. Well, if it's like you Google, like what's popular right now and you see like Shit's Creek and like, you know, all of these like 
you know, Parks and Rec or whatever, and you watch it and you just think like, why do people like this? Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why do people like anime? <laughs> But yeah, if it's like if it's like everyone on Twitter hyping something up, then I'm, I'm going to be like, I don't want to watch this. Like, I don't want to. It's just like, I don't know if I trust it. You know what I mean? The yeah. way that I trust, like, somebody telling me. That's why, I don't know, if, if people reach out to us and, and give us their take, I feel like I'm more likely to, like, want to engage than the the masses on YouTube saying, like, why Miyazaki's a genius and all of this. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I think that's, like, part of it is, like, you know, I don't, uh... I trust my friends. You're yeah. all friends now. <laughs> like, I, yeah, like, I don't, I, I have no interest in, like, watching some video about, like, why he's, you know, a G, like, a, like the greatest anime guy or whatever, just because, yeah, like. It, it doesn't matter if he's, this, this, like, Chad online thinks it that way, because if you don't like the movie, who cares? <laughs> I, I think it's just because, like, you know. When I when I hear people say like he's like the best like anime creator or whatever, I just it doesn't it also like doesn't line up with like my perception of like like people in my life who are really into anime. Like like I think it's like, you know, everyone can like say that like, yeah, like Totoro is cool or whatever, but like I, I've never seen someone like get like really into it the same way someone might get into like I don't know like Bleach. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like there there's just These are different leagues. Well there's like you know, when I when I think of anime or, like, the stuff that, like, I connect to, it's, like, the stuff that, like, consumes people and becomes, like, their entire life, mm-hmm. you know? It becomes, I think like, there are people that fall into that for Miyazaki, though. And I've never met any of them. Okay, I've met a couple of them. <laughs> like, I don't... Yeah, like, in, like I, I... That was never... That was never a person growing up just because, like... Everyone who was in the anime was into something that was, you know, I, I guess not as... It's, you know, it's weird. Like, I was... I was emailing Lizzie, you know, a few months back about this, and, like, Miyazaki movies were both, like, they seemed, like, really present, but also, like, kind of unavailable. Mm-hmm. I also, like, didn't know how to, like, other than, like, buying the DVD or whatever, like, how to watch, like, Totoro or whatever. Right. You know? I mean, I guess at a later age, it was, like, I could have, like, torrented it, but, like... Right. It was also, like, weirdly inaccessible. There was, like, some red tape. Yeah. Like, Cartoon Network, once in a while, they would play, like, Howl's Moving Castle or whatever, but it was, like... I don't know. It was it was sort of hard to mm. come by. It, it was like too elite or whatever, like not accessible. It was just like it like just, quite literally. It just seemed like pay yeah, like paywalled off or something. Like right, I, I right. couldn't, I couldn't. You know, as a kid, like I, I didn't have the money or whatever to right, buy yeah. the DVD or whatever. My you know that will certainly cloud your judgment. No one was <laughs> no one was gonna fucking buy it for me. I mean, I, I I'm sure it's. I'm sure all this contrarian shit, like, has to do with some kind of, like, coping mechanism or whatever, you know? Like... Maybe. I'm, I'm sure it's, like, me defending myself to some extent. We'll talk about it next time in therapy. I in, mean... In John's <laughs> therapy, John, but, like... John's... But, no, like, I, I don't know. I want to know what the, the, the first witch's deal was. She meets flying around. I think that, for me, for my analogy... <laughs> That's when you uh, meet an artist that is established and they say, like, oh, it's just so easy now and, like, you're going to have such a hard time. It's kind of like that sort of encounter where you meet somebody that's, like, ahead of you or whatever. That's like the artist trying to protect their spot. Yeah. They don't want they don't want you in their field. Yeah. They're 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 super protective over, like, what little they have. But yeah, it's like the humble brag where she's like, "Oh, I can, I'm already really good at fortune telling." Yeah, you know, like I'm so like ahead of you type of mentality. 
It's just like competitive or something. Yeah. I guess witches have just a completely different connotation in Japan than America. Mm, what do you mean? Like witches, like I, isn't like the original title like witches delivery service? Oh, I don't know. Or something like that. Like I think it is. Oh. But like to name it that in America would have been like what? Like a witch? Like, yeah, maybe like confusing because you, in America, we think like the big scary Wicked Witch of the West style witches, which is weird because we also have the Glinda the Good Witch, the Bewitched, the... Charmed? No, but they're like... <laughs> yeah. Oh. What's the genie one? <laughs> Where she's like... Genie? Maybe that's Bewitched. I maybe I'm confusing. Genie. I dream of genie, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Check your but references. she's a genie. Yeah, but it's like the same deal. Like, cute girl, has magic powers, has talking cat, like, does yeah. good, gets in hijinks. Yeah. And then somewhere along the line, it became, like, big scary old lady in the walls or whatever. I mean, all the magic in the movie is, like, uh, it's, like, fun magic. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, talking to cats, like, fortune telling. Making potions. Making potions. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I like. I like the movie. <laughs> like, it, like... It, yeah, witches that provide some sort of service to like mankind or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. It's it. quaint. Okay. It's, it's very. Quaint. It's very quaint. Like I like. Uh, I like a society that's just like, oh, it's a witch. It's a girl on a broom. Yeah. Which I think is like. I, I like everyone's reaction when she arrives in town. Yeah. And they're all like, whoa. <laughs> there she is. Yeah. We haven't had a witch here in a long time. Yeah, like the guy in the clock tower. Yeah. I just like that she, like, ends up, like, being friends with everyone, and she's, like, in involved in the community and stuff like that. Yeah. I uh, I like that the movie sort of ended where it began with a big clock. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good touch. Well, why do you think people liked Kiki's uh, <laughs> Solar Research? Uh, I thought I think because it's a very whimsical and sort of fun tale that I think, as you've uncovered, has a sort of deeper meaning kind of running below it that you can kind of apply to your life. The sort it's, of it's uh, there if you want it. It's there if you want it, and I think that uh, a lot of people want it. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know. Like, I really I liked. Uh, I found the setting very inspiring. Like, I think if I was if I was like like a kid who could draw, like I would probably be drawing those buildings all day. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, that's interesting. Uh, I think people like cats. Some good cats. I think the everyone uh, loves a, a grumpy talking cat. Everyone loves Phil Hartman. R.I.P. I liked uh, I liked the cat on the TV and like the kids when the kids watching TV. There's like a a cat on the screen. It was like kind of yelling. <laughs> Very small detail, but like one of the things I really liked. The dog was really good. All the animals in the movie are really good. Good details. The birds. He's the big detail guy. He's not, yeah, like, he's, uh, all the wildlife looks like wildlife, you know? I, I, mean, I mean, like, listen, like, I, I like, uh, I, I think I like Miyazaki's sort of, if he has, like, any kind of mission statement or, like, effort to make anime that is sort of, has a reality base in the sense that, you know, you're dealing with humans, you're not dealing with, like, caricatures. No one's getting, like, a nosebleed because they have, like, a boner in a Miyazaki movie. You know, like, there's none, there's none of... None of that garbage, mm-hmm. you know. Like I think that I think his storytelling of uh, like his general storytelling principles, I think are are very you know commendable, and it's stuff that I really relate to. And I think it's, I think it makes a lot of sense that like, I think all the anime, all the anime that like, I think we've liked in this watching, there's like everyone's sort of like a degree of separation from each other. Like mm-hmm. 
I think Anna was like a, was like a supervising animation director on uh, Nausicaa Valley of the Wind. <laughs> so like he worked pretty closely with Miyazaki and I think like like so me- it's a small world. Yeah, like Miyazaki's yeah, Miyazaki's talked about like how much he likes Anna's work and stuff. Like neither of those guys are fucking big upping the Sword Art Online team. Right. Or any of that, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's they're all sort of they're all sort of in the same clique of like they want to use this medium to tell really big stories and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and you know like I maybe part of it was like I wanted I wanted this to kind of like make me cry or something or like right. wow like win me over or like blow my mind or whatever and like you know it just wasn't it it was just something I I just enjoyed and wasn't like wasn't totally like you know amazed by but still liked you know I'm sure there's mm-hmm. I'm sure there will be one of those, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff that like Anno does that like I, I, I would think is like mediocre or whatever. Maybe. You know? So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that, look, I think the movie is really, was really sweet. And I think that it was, you know, I think it was good. Yeah. I think that's why people like the movie. Why do you think people like <laughs> Kiki's Delivery Service? I think, I think people like this movie and Miyazaki's other movies because they have like a very strong theme usually. Like, something very, it's, like, there if you want it type of thing. And, like, I don't remember what the other movies are about that I've seen in Miyazaki's, but I remember this one. And I know that it's, like, got this, like, one deep current that, that like, kind of propels the story forward. And I think that's why people like it. I think, I mean, obviously there's, like, the music and the details and the, the way it's drawn and... And that's all, like, fun and good, and, like, that's your taste, right? Like, I think it's wearing its style right now, too. But I think it's lasted so long and endured for so many people because of the storytelling, the way that the stories are told. Yeah. And I think that's why people like it. Yeah. Also, just some nice, soft world building. <laughs> yeah. Everything's just where it is, you know? Yeah. Nothing needs to really be explained. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely, I, I don't know, I like that there's just this one other witch that she runs into that isn't her mom, you know? And it's, mm-hmm. The fact that she, like, specializes in, like, fortune telling or whatever, I think, and it's like, it's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Witches specialize in a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, you, not like, gonna, got it, right? I'm not going to tell you all of them, you know, you can... <laughs> it's not like, Kiki, you can decide between fortune telling, flying! <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, Sword Art Online putting up, like, a, like a class system. Yeah. Like, running you through all those. Yeah. Um, None of that. No, it's... Yeah. It's just... It's just, here's the world. There are witches. Yeah. They go to towns. I think, like... I think the best... I don't want to... I don't want to say, like, this is just kids media or whatever, you know? I don't want to... Yeah, no, say it, that. it's beyond. It, it's... You, you can like it if you want. But I, I think that... I think, like, the best media for kids is stuff that doesn't uh like talk down or patronize kids yeah totally. like it it's stuff that you know doesn't doesn't need to explain everything to a kid and you know the kid can kind of take it where they want like harry potter obviously mm. um but you know also like like the lemony snicket stuff like that like, right yeah you know that, that some that, it sometimes jokingly patronize the the reader but it also like that kind of let you know that, like, you know, the, the writer thinks you're smart enough to like, kind of get what's going on. and Yeah, like, get why the character's upset. Get, like, you know, you can sort of, like, figure it out. Yeah. Like, a movie's, like, there's no, there's no movie, nothing's ever good if you're, like, telling the audience, like, why thing is good or bad or whatever. <laughs> Here's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was, I was, like, reading something, the guy from Self-Defense Family has, like, a like a comic book newsletter and he was sort of talking about how like you know every every generation of comics has like its own pastiche 
Uh-huh. And so, like, right now, like, comics, like, the sort of milieu is uh, quirkiness. Mm-hmm. And one of the examples you pulled up was from this comic called uh, Sex Criminals by this writer, Matt Fraction. I forget the artist on it, but, like, you know, Matt Fraction is obviously, like, a pretty, like, you know, woke guy or whatever, right? But, like, there's, like, this... There's, like, this comic page where, like, they're sort of, like, two of the characters in the comic are, like, they're looking up, like, a, like, a former porn star, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, like, one of the characters, like, makes a comment, like, about, like, the character, you know, probably coming from a broken home or something. And then, like, the character, you know, they're looking at, like, a picture of the screen. Like, the character sort of, like, you know, in, like, a metaphorical way, like, starts speaking and is, like, well, actually, sex workers come from all different backgrounds and stuff like that. And right. it's, like, you know... I would, I would assume, like, if you're reading, like, a comic from the guy, you can probably, like, come to that conclusion before even reading it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know if that needs to be, like, Said. spelled out for the reader. It just seems like, it's almost like shouting out, like, someone's hometown. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like the same, the same thing is, like, you know, kind of explaining, like, like, if, like, if Lovecraft Country, or, if, uh, yeah, if Lovecraft Country was, like, racism is bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Like, I think you, you get it enough from, like, what's going on in the... Or if they, like, pulled into town and, and the character was like, man, it just doesn't seem like we're welcomed here. It's like, yeah, no, we got that. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you get it. But, but yeah, like, I, I and I think that, especially in kids' media, like, I don't think you should, you know, if, if a character's like, that's a bad guy, <laughs> or like, that's a mean witch, like, I think it's it's bad, but... yeah. You should question that shit. Yeah, I, pre- I appreciate that, like, and, and when I think of Spirited Away, I don't think they ever do that with, like, the, any of the characters. Like, I think the... If anything, it's the opposite of that. I yeah. Think. Sort of, like, bad-looking people aren't necessarily bad, kid. Like, the, the witch with the big nose, like, I guess is sort of the antagonist, but, like, maybe not. Yeah. We'll have to watch it. And the, Email us if you want us to watch it. With No Face or whatever his name is. Right. Is also like kind of... Yeah, Big Scary Ghoul. Must right. be bad, right? No. Not necessarily. But also kind of does bad things. Yeah. You know, but yeah, no, I, I think... Things are not just one way. I don't know. I'm, 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 the more I talk, I think the more I, I like it. It the is. The more I like uh, Miyazaki stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why people like it. Yeah. And I know we've been sort of crude and shitting on it a little bit in the earlier episodes, but this is the episode where we say we know why people like it. We just we just like to talk about it sometimes. Yeah, we just we just like to be I just like to be a shithead sometimes. Check yourself, you know, a little bit. Yeah. You know? So that does it, but uh if you wanna listen, I welcome all uh all criticism at me. <laughs> Email why Let's people go. like John- anime. John will, John will uh, directly respond. I will, yeah, I write, I, I write back. Yeah. I will write back to your email and I'll bring it up on the show. If you need a pen pen. I, I, and I don't mean that sound com- combative. I mean. John's ready to get a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's talk about it. Like, I'll. I'll... Yeah. And, um, man, what was the thing I was like, man, I should bring that up again from last week? Oh, shoot. Something about Neon Genesis. Yeah. Man, that's really going to bother me. Yeah, I remember you saying that you had to bring something up, but I guess we'll, maybe next time. Send us an email at what do you think Julie realized <laughs> in, in the span of two days oh, since man. recording that episode. Uh, listen, everyone. Write, write your ideas down so you don't forget them. I can't tell you how many times this week I've thought of something good. I haven't written it down. 
And now I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I pulled up, uh, like, a few years ago when I was doing that, like, studio with Tony. I was, uh... I was, I was, like, actively, like, taking taking down, like, story ideas or, like, plot ideas. And, like, I just pulled it back up for the first time, like, in three years. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is, in what world? What is any of this? Yeah. Um, but occasionally you catch some, you catch fire, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, that does it. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Why Do People Like Anime. Shoot us an email if you want. And uh, block leave me us. On t- block me on Twitter at John X Hill. Yeah. You can follow me on Instagram at Julia T. Dunham. And leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you haven't already. It really helps us out. Please um, do. Even if my my words were, snap, were like knives in your ears. <laughs> Stop. No. Any last words? No, uh, sorry. Before we straighten you up. <laughs> sorry. Uh, all right, y'all. See you later.